Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Let's talk about one thing that everyone knows me by. What happens when a boat rolls up? Oh, you go running. I go running like Forrest Gump, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's an art to the boat that people don't understand. There's a difference between getting a $5 tip, a $20 tip, and a $40 tip. Hi, welcome to the Modern Waiter Podcast. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter, where we discuss all things restaurant business. Learn something. Laugh at something. <laughs> In today's show, we welcome the Moose of Wall Street, busser, investor, and entrepreneur, but most of all, a complicated man. Moose, otherwise known as Blake, will share with us his restaurant experiences from fast food to upscale dining. But first, the intro. <laughs> I'm tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. I'm tired of getting fired and hired the same day. If you know the rules of the game, then you'll stay. And if you don't, then you'll be a pawn while they play. I'm tired of working deadbeat jobs for lame pay. As I'm usual, I'm joined by my good friend Danny DeVillo. What's up, what's up, what's up, people? My man Moose. Let's moose around. <laughs> when I first started, it's I heard two things. Yeah, it's going to be a good one, all right. <laughs> when I first started, I heard two things. I heard a tray of dishes crashing to the floor, and I heard a bunch of people say, Moose! So, uh, everybody, it's the kind of the joke thing, you know, I, I should have been fired a long time ago, but, uh, it kind of became a joke, you know, wherever someone breaks in the restaurant, the first person that they look at is moose, <laughs> you know, I could, I don't even have to be at the crime scene to get blamed for it. You know, <laughs> listen, I guilty by association. I know <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> How were you able to keep your job? <laughs> How was I just being moose, you know, like I'm a hard worker, man. And uh, I show up, you know, at least on time sometimes, you know. <laughs> yeah, sometimes. On I mean, time, it, sometimes. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, if you asked Ralph, we had Ralph on uh, shift drinks. Yes. Blue guy. Yes. And How much the, do you have to pay him? <laughs> well, he, he paid us in a sense because he took off from work. He yes, I see the look on your face. He took off from work to be on the show, which never happens. Anybody who uh, let's uh, describe Ralph to you, Ralph. When I first started, he worked six doubles every week. He only had one day off every week. Now, if you ask Ralph, between often being late, disorganized, can't carry a tray, would that, that's how he would describe you. Well, can we talk about Ralph for a second? Okay. The man used to traumatize me when he had power as a manager. <laughs> like, every night, he would tell me, this could be your last night. This could be your last night, you know? Like, yeah, I'm like, you know what? I love this place. I'm not going down without a fight, you know? <laughs> Why does he hate you so much? Because I used to be really arrogant when I first started because I got that first taste of money. 
you know? And now I'm like, oh, my head's on top of the world, you know? And then I kind of humble myself, and I'm trying to be a little bit more humble, but he still thinks I'm that arrogant person that he met right from the jump, you know? Okay. But, like, now instead of, like, being, like, kind of flashy in your face, I'm trying to help people, you know, with investing in all that. Before I was all, like... I'm the king of the empire, but now I want to build my empire with everybody else, you know? Okay. It's just like as the bench warmers once said, build it for them and they will come. <laughs> <laughs> now, in my eyes, you're more than a busser. And I'm glad you wanted to do this show because uh, just like anyone else, you're more than just what you do. Yeah. We're more than servers. We do other things. And for the moment, I want to learn about uh, a couple of aspects about what you do as far or as far as we're going to start with the busing. So the busing is basically uh, cleaning off tables, watering, taking pictures. You know how you love them, pictures of people. <laughs> even though you're doing something, they'll be like, come on, come on, come on over. Let me get a picture with you, you know. <laughs> They're not even going to ask me to be in the picture, but we're going to mess with you, you know. But And then also I got to take care of the bar because we don't have a bar back. Okay. So I got to do that too. And also I got good with chef because I run in the kitchen. And I'm like, let me get that. If the kitchen's falling apart, someone's falling apart. I'm one of the people where I just jump in. So you're pretty much like a slash. Take me through. Floater. Yeah, That's okay. what the title is now. <laughs> the, the it's better than a drifter. But... <laughs> it is better than drifter. <laughs> <laughs> what, t- take me through a shift. Take me to okay. a shift. You show up. What's the first thing you have to do besides clocking in? Drink a double shot espresso. Okay. <laughs> That's off the record because you got to pay for those. Yeah, I know. You guys are the most expensive espressos. $9 for a double shot espresso. But yeah. So I, I start my shift. I get the tablecloths and that, you know, and uh, I start full of napkins. I always like to prep. And then um, I just wait for the people to come in. You know, once they start coming in, I water the tables, greet them. You know, I like to make people feel comfortable, you know, so they keep coming back and keep spending that money, you know, that disposable income. Now, now when, you, when you're when you at the table and you're giving them water, do you just give them the silent or you, you welcome them? What, what? Howdy! How you doing? <laughs> like, I always try to be a little, mix it up a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why I wasn't working at the drive-thru at Taco Bell for long because I would be like, Howdy! What's happening? What's popping? You know, like, but <laughs> I love this guy. But, <laughs> so, but I, but I've noticed being in a five star restaurant, I gotta be a little bit more classy. You know? Okay. Like I gotta carry myself better. You know, because when I first started, I was a wild animal. Like I, I remember the first week, one of the chefs told me I was doing something wrong. He told the manager, and I'm like, "Why are you snitching on me?" <laughs> <laughs> and then. And then another thing was I had to uh, learn how to move out of the way for customers. That was the hardest part because I'm like, who do they think they are? Like, you know, but okay. but that's all part of the game, you know? Like, you got to make people feel like they're on top of the world at the restaurant because they are. Now, that's interesting because that's such a small detail. But moving out of the way for someone, meaning letting them go first, even though you might be carrying things. Yes. You know, even though you might be on your way to putting out a fire you 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 halt your steps and you let them go first yes that's why i had to learn you know that was the hardest thing to learn for me because you know me i'm like what don't get navigating traffic in a restaurant is very huge and, and there's a lot not just busters but i have a lot of server staff that just they're like they're like bulls in a china shop i'm like yo 
there's people here, okay? Like, <laughs> you know, the people that are paying your bills, you're about to run through. Yeah, that, is a, that is an underrated skill, not yeah. knocking people over. over. It's, and it's, behind. Say the word behind. Yeah, you get yelled at that for that, for a lot for that. Well, I learned my lesson because one one night I was running food also in busting tables, mm-hmm. and I ended up whacking some waiter upside the head twice. And this wasn't one of the waiters we wouldn't want to mess with because I know he would have took me in the back and I would have showed up with the black eye that I gave him, you know? <laughs> but he was cool, you know, because I'm a goofy guy, you know? Well, okay. So you you described, you came in, you, you got into the point where you're going to water the tables, right? Water the tables, you know, give them bread and just make them feel like they got their service right away because, like, why well, I noticed where our restaurant... We're right away. Like, as soon as you sit down at a table, we're making you feel like you just entered. Hello, how are you doing? Yeah. You know? Somebody's up your butt. Yeah, you know? Like, I've never <laughs> seen that before until five-star dining, you know? And let's talk about one thing that everyone knows me by. What happens when a boat rolls up? Oh, you go running. I go running like Forrest Gump, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and there, there's an art to the boat that people don't understand. There's a difference between getting a $5 tip, a $20 tip, and a $40 tip. All right, so... Now, our restaurant is on water, okay? We are on the intercoastal, mm-hmm. and you can make a reservation. You can dock with a reservation, and if Moose is working, he will get, he will get there. I'll so drop everything. How that the- boat. <laughs> <laughs> he gets excited. People get out of his way, and you go tie up the boat. How the hell do you get from that $5, $10, $20, $40 tip? So the first things first is you have to tie up their bumpers, you know, you compliment their boat. And I've been working with boats for a long time. And I also like to read up on boats. So when that newest boat rolls up, I'm like, nice, so-and-so, you know. And they're like, he knows what I have. Just like this Van Dutch. I've been seeing this Van Dutch. It's a $1.2 million boat. And sometimes it comes up to that. And this person was being like, you know, because he's driving a $1.1 million mm-hmm. boat. He's like, do you know what this is? I'm like, oh, I know what this is. It's, yeah. a, it's a Van Dutch. <laughs> I ain't going to get no scratch on it, you know? Yeah. But so you get the bumpers, you know, you help out grandma and grandpa. You know, you you make sure that people don't fall in the water. I've had a few people will say they sat on the dock. <laughs> <laughs> But we have not had no falling ins. But I've gone swimming before. You see these things on the back of my glasses right here? These are called froggers, all right? I have a phobia of yacht ropes, all right? Okay. Whenever them big yacht ropes come, I get waxed, whacked upside the head with it, all right? Ooh. And this always happens during brunch. Like, you know that, like, yeah, in between is... that first turn, second turn, <laughs> everyone's running around, and Moose is going snorkeling. <laughs> yeah, his uh, glasses fell in once. Oh, he had to go in after him. <laughs> With the on snorkel, shift. you know? Yeah. Like, you know, I had my swim trunks on, my little snorkel, and I did a cannonball, and they're like, did that guy just jump in? <laughs> <laughs> now, t- take me through towards the end of the shift, because you guys are there after we leave. Yes, we're, we're the last people out. Even the dishwashers go home before us, Jeez. you know? Wow, that's rough. Yeah, but, you know, it's all about the money, you know? Like, I love the money that I make, you know? And, it, and I love the environment, too, you know? Okay. So we're going to transition into the money, but I really want to know one thing. Tell me before after before we uh, you know, get off of the busing thing. Tell me something that servers don't realize that busters have to deal with. Your mood swings. <laughs> like I I have never I've had to learn how to deal with this. Like the servers when they're very busy, 
they get frazzled, you know? And then all of a sudden, they're snapping on me for a second, and they're all happy for a second, you know? Okay. Yeah, that's the one thing, too. Like, just going with each bus waiter's mood swing, you know? Now, you mentioned dishwashers, right? I, I feel, I, I could be wrong, that bussers and dishwashers are, are connected, right? Now, what are some of the pain points, like, in that connection? Making sure that the silverware is good, making sure that glass rack's good. Like, I've gotten into fights trying to get some silverware from these dishwashers, you know? Because, like, literally, when we're busy and the plates are stacking up to the hot ceiling high, of course, they have to clean the plates for the chefs, you know? Mm-hmm. But uh, we also need our silverware because are you going to eat a piece of steak with a fork? you need that knife yeah you need that knife you know and then i gotta go in the back and be like hey man i need this right now and then it comes to the point where i just pull on the gloves and i start going to town you know so they can slow you up or you can screw them over by so you you generally have a good relationship with the dishwashers yeah you know i give them a little bottle of champagne every once in a while and then (laughs) off the record off the record (laughs) allegedly allegedly You got to grease the wheels, right? Yeah, you know, everyone has their interior, exterior motive, you know? All right. Um, Now, how, I need to know two things. How did you get the name Moose, and how did you get you starting the restaurant business? So, how did I get the name Moose? Well, in middle school, I was going by Howdy Doody, all right? Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I always wanted a nickname, but, like, the first one I got was Howdy Doody, and then high school came around, and one of my buddies, K-Dog, we call him the dog father, he's like, you look like a moose. And then every single time I was in high school, this guy would be like, Moose! Moose! <laughs> it kind of caught on. I'm like, okay, Moose is way better than Howdy Doody. I'm going to ride with this one. Okay. And then I watched the movie The Wolf of Wall Street, Boom. you know? And I'm like, oh, I can throw a way better party than that guy. That guy is like the PG version of me. <laughs> so then I got that handle. And also, I got tattooed on my chest, The Moose of Wall Street. Love it. Oh, love it. I tapped out on it, but... We're going to take a picture of that. Hold on, people. I'm getting you the love. Yeah, I got these tattoos done. I got these tattoos all done in one year, you know? Never hang out with guys that have tattoos. Because they will peer pressure you into getting a tattoo. (laughs) Yeah, if if you know five guys, uh, four guys with a tattoo, you'll be the fourth. Yes. I mean the fifth. You know what I mean. I got you. <laughs> it's rare that I get to correct you, so I just had to get <laughs> get it in there. <laughs> and how'd you get started in the restaurant? So how I got started was, you know, I didn't have a pot to piss in. And, like, I was going through jobs, doing plumbing jobs, even working in a funeral home. You know, I'm a certified mortician, plumber, you know. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I know, that's kind of creepy, but whatchamacallit. Yeah, then I, jack of all trades. I like and it. then uh, behind uh, Hot Legs, there used to be this apartment. Mm-hmm. And it was the party central apartment, you know. And I would party with some of the hostesses that I worked at. And they would go all sorts of messed up. I'm like, what is up with these girls, you know. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, can you ask one old managers, can you get a job? And they beg, they're like, hey, can you get Moose a job, please? He's unemployed. (laughs) So I got a job, you know, and... Where was your first restaurant? My first restaurant? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh. But you worked at... uh, It's fine. No, that's fine. But didn't you work um, fast food? um, Yeah, so I I worked at fast food. I was working at Char Hut for a little while, right down the street from here, you Mm -hmm. know. And I will stay away from a fryer. 
All right, I love my fried food, man. And it's like I would stick cooked fried food and I'd have blisters all over my mouth, all right? Oh, so no, no more fried food and no more sitting next to a lottery rack, all right? Because I'm going <laughs> to burn myself each time. But yeah, so I was working at Char Hut. It was going good. You know, I was working to fryer and then I met this girl, all right? She was like a 7 out of 10, nothing to bring home to mom, you know? And she wanted me. She was smelling my mojo. You feel me? <laughs> And, with this? and what you would call it, she's like, Hey, uh, you want, you want me, can you come home with me? I'm like, nah. And she's like, you want to go in the bathroom? I'm like, Ugh. you know? And then I'm like, I never got a BJ before. And she's like, Oh, where, where do you want it? Where do you want it? And I'm like, well, I went in the freezer. I, I thought of the freezer, something popped up in my head. Let's do it in the walk-in freezer, you know? So she's washing my dishes for me, Holy shit. and uh, I go in the back of the freezer. I drop my drawers. I'm sitting there for like two minutes, shaking, you know, got this big grin on my face, waiting for her. I finally hear that first door open, that second door open. She comes. I'm already all prepared, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and then she starts thawing, then she starts thawing me out, you know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then all of a sudden... I'm, I'm having a time of my life. You know, I'm getting back to room temperature. <laughs> and then and then the manager, then I hear that first door open again. That second door open. I'm like, oh, no. Then the manager walks in. I push her off of me. And I'm running out of Char Hut with my dangling hanging out. And I never went back for my check. <laughs> so then epic. that made me unemployed for a little bit. And That's so epic right there. You're telling me your first place was a Char Hut. Your first uh, restaurant job was a char hut. And also first blow job. And also your first blow <laughs> in job. The in, in the freezer. In the freezer. Now, fun fact, I walked in on someone at the old job getting a BJ. In, in the, the freezer? In, in the cooler. Not the first part. The, cool, okay. the walk-in cooler. Not the freezer. Yeah. <laughs> I felt bad for them people that ate them hamburgers that week. <laughs> oh, now, I mean, but uh, truthfully... That's how it goes in the restaurant. Restaurant, as far as people's first, you know, yeah. you 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 experience a lot of firsts at the restaurant, man. But I don't think anyone. Has and ever then I want to go. I want to go like into that. the topic. Have you ever applied for a job on Indeed? No, I've never. Oh, you've never hit that rock bottom. Well, I I hit that rock bottom. But applying for Indeed is the worst thing ever. It breaks people's spirits. You want to know why? Because you're sitting there waiting and waiting for somebody. You're filling out all these applications. You know, they're giving you all these opportunities. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there waiting. And then all of a sudden, Taco Bell pops up. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, all right. I like their quesadilla. How are you a taco too? I, I fuck with it. You know, like, so I'm working. My second job was Taco Bell. All right. And Taco Bell, it was a whole different experience, all right? So my first week, the manager tells me, he's like, don't open up the back door. I'm like, why don't you open up the back door? He's like, come with me, I'll show you. He shows me a tombstone of the last employee that opened up the back door. <laughs> <laughs> and another reason, I hope Taco Bell doesn't come after me. So I'm going to tell you how they prepare their meat, all right? Oh, good so Lord. So their steak, their chicken, and their beef all comes in a plastic bag that is marked beef, chicken, steak, you know? Okay. And it goes into this thing called a broiler, all right? So they put the plastic bag in the hot water, and mm -hmm. it, that's how they cook their meat, and then they pour it into the trays. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've worked in the kitchen, so it's no different than a sous vide. We'll, we'll move on from there. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, the reason why I quit Taco Bell was – 
first of all, I was getting paid minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And second of all, Taco Bell closes at 12. So all the homeless people come in there. And I had to fight off a few homeless guys with broomsticks before, all right? <laughs> so at $8 an hour, you know, I'm turning into a Jedi all of a sudden. <laughs> Hey, just don't open the back door. Yeah, you know. Security risk. <laughs> Tell me about your relationship with money. My relationship with money? Money is the bitch that never sleeps, but pay very close attention to her because one day she may be gone. That's my relationship with money. Money is my woman. Money is my love. Okay. Yes, and money, it can get me in a lot of trouble too. <laughs> when was your first relationship with money? Like, when did you fall in love? When when I fell in love with money, I have to think about this one. Nah, I'm, let's see. When I first fell in love with money was when I first fell in love with the stock market. Okay. All right. Tell me about that. Well, the, I look at money is it's a way that you can change your life and better others and also be generous. That's mm-hmm. why that's the main goal. The reason why I want to have a lot of money is because I want to be generous. You know, I want to be that guy where I'm the celebrity of the town. You know, like, because I'm throwing out money, you know, but I haven't hit there yet because due to COVID, the stock market keeps dropping and I can't make a dollar or scratch a penny together, you know? (laughs) But when I first started, I was pretty impressed by the number of servers and bussers who were really investing, investing in the stock market and then later on into crypto and things like that. And you have dropped a couple of things on me just in passing, you know, Uh, hey, you know, put some so-and-so into this and that. and uh, Well, it just comes down to it of how big of a risk taker you are. Mm-hmm. You know, like me, I'm one of them people where if I feel like it's going to work, I'll go all in. I'll push all my chips in and be like, all right, this is going to be the big one. You know, that's why I think about. And it's also a wild party, too, you know, because I've done a few seminars, speaking seminars. Okay. And people like to have people look at you like, holy crap, it's awesome. You know, like I love it. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Tell me about that. Your first speaking, uh, your seminar. What what was it? Well, we're gonna were... say it's the first and the last one. <laughs> okay. Why is that? So uh, a few of the speakers, you know, I like to party a little bit, you know. Okay. And I got a few. Of the, I didn't know that these guys were behind me or in front of me, you know. So I'm used to uh, partying a little bit and going on a show. The show must go on, you know. But these guys, they're all jacked up, wired, you know. And they go on, and their hands are moving. They're jumping up and down. They're going crazy. And they're, and I'm sitting there laughing with my homeboys in the background. They're like, did you do that, Moose? I'm like, I was just uh, backstage with that guy. Now he's performing? What? So it, it, it just and then my bu- And then my buddy said, hey, Moose, you're causing too much party here. You can't come back, man. <laughs> 
Oh, so you weren't invited back? No. But what you was still, the content, it, though? What was the content like? The content was like, it was basically, see, the, the thing about trading and that is people will tell you all these things about trading and that, but the basic thing about trading is following Fortune 500 companies and don't be scared of big numbers, all right? Because people will say, like, for example, they see an Apple share at $200, you know? They're like, oh, I don't got $200 a share, mm -hmm. but I could possibly go to 400 bucks, you know? Yeah. Always follow the money because when you're following, if you're surrounded by rich, you will always be rich. Okay, so don't be afraid of the, the stock price itself. Yes, because you're getting dollar for dollar each share. You know, as long as you own that one share, you're getting dollar for dollar, you know? Okay. You're changing your life. You're taking a step from being a worker to the big dogs, you know? What was the first thing you learned about the stock market? Don't buy penny stocks. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting because that was like the first thing I, I wanted to get into in the stock market when well, I Well, you see the Wolf of Wall Street and you're like, oh, he's doing his penny stocks. That's what the flip is. But mm -hmm. then, and then another thing too was uh, I was buying into like BS companies, you know, like, because like the electric car company is big now, you know, and yeah. I was buying into a lot of Chinese companies that never blew up or they never even had a prototype. If you're going to invest in something, you always make sure that they have the prototype because oh, I've yeah, gotten sure. burned like that. Mm -hmm. Where it's it's big in the electric car company right now where they'll have a picture of the car, you know, but they're nowhere near to completing the car, yeah. Yeah. you know? Gotcha. And my big wins have been, um, you know, Beyond Meat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Beyond me, when Beyond me went IPO, that thing tripled in one day, and then I also, and then I got screwed in the long run because I got back into it because greed is good, <laughs> <laughs> and I was waiting for this McDonald's deal, and finally they finally made the McPlant, you know, but. It, it it took a year. I wish it happened a year ago. You know, I would have been buku rich. <laughs> now you mentioned that you like to help people. Yes, you, uh, and that's that's your that's your goal. You've helped me with a couple of things in in the past, mo mostly about uh, increasing my attitude towards uh, investing. Now, what what advice would you have for people that are particularly? We we spoke before the show about you helping bussers that are just coming up. Tell me a little bit about that, what you were telling me. So I was, I told you a little bit earlier about like, and I experienced it too, you know, like mm -hmm. where people come from like these industries that were like three star, maybe two star restaurants and they're making like two fifty, four hundred dollars $400 a week. And then all of a sudden you're at your five star restaurant and now you're making a thousand dollars a week. And sometimes these guys can't handle it, you know, like now they can pay for everything, you know, like, and then they fall off the banjo in a week, you know? Yeah. Because that's the problem. Like I, I try to teach these guys when they first come in, and I know it's that they're, it's their first like high end restaurant. I'm like, listen, you're going to make some real money here. I know that you like to party a little bit, but mm -hmm. like, if you're responsible, you can get all your dreams can come true and you can get yourself out of the ditch that you're in, you okay, know? So how, 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 how could they do that? How can they do that? By just somebody in their life just motivating them, you know? Like, mm -hmm. people just need that extra push in their lives, you know? That's why I've noticed because that's why I want to be that person that gives people their extra push because nobody was there for me to give me that extra push, you know? And if I had that little extra push, I could probably be on Forbes right now, but, you know, but... That means a lot. I think it really does yeah, because absolutely. having that example, it, it, it says, hey, I could do that too. Exactly. Yes, that's why I try to give the mindset to people like, listen, I'll show you the formula. I'll show you the numbers, the money, and you can have this too. Because like my main fear one day is I hate it. 
I, I hit it one day and everyone hates me because I'm now that rich schmuck, you know? Mm. I don't want to be known as that rich schmuck. I want I want people to know me as, hey, that guy made me a couple bands, man. That guy bought me my car, you know? <laughs> like, I'm like Oprah. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> you get a car. Speaking of a car, tell me why the hell you ride a bike. Well, the reason why I ride a bike was I was that crazy 16-year-old driver, all okay. right? And my my good old saying was, if you hit something, you just give the good look around, you know, and you go, skirt! <laughs> so, I, I always, the accidents that I got into, I always got into accidents. Accidents, plural. Oh. <laughs> well, I paid for my high school diploma, you know. <laughs> I'm only good with numbers, not grammar, all right? <laughs> no, no, I'm asking. That's what no, he's for. asking. Accidents, it, yes. Yeah, like, Quattro, yeah, yeah, four. Four, okay. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go over them accidents. So well, the, well, he was correct. And he wasn't correcting you. He was, uh, oh, there was more than one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I said that too confident. But, uh, but uh, yeah, so the first one, you know, I got a car full of biddies, you know. We're having a good old time, and everyone's like, Moose, come on, let's go. We got to get to this party. We're already half an hour late. So I run the 6 Ave light, the red light, and mm -hmm. then all of a sudden, I got a Dodge Charger scraping on the side of my car, and I had a Dodge Durango with that, that pack in it, so I was hauling ass down the road, and all the girls were like, no, no, turn around, turn around. So I did the right thing. You know, I turned around. The guy uh, extorted me for a couple hundred dollars. He said that he's not going to call the police. This will go away. Takes my couple hundred dollars, then calls 911. Oh my god! <laughs> and then when I tell the cop what happened, he's like, "There's no record of that because there ain't there wasn't cameras like that back in the day, you know." Sure, where, sure. but uh, and then the second accident, I I used to never pay attention when I would reverse. I would just look forward and hope for the best. <laughs> so I would reverse blind. If I had backup cameras, I wouldn't have gotten into two of my accidents, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I would reverse blind. I hit a BMW, and then of <laughs> then of course of course. The, the woman I hit, some guy was trying to pick her up, so he's trying to stop me, you know? Mm -hmm. So he's trying to be the Superman for this woman, you know? And that was my second accident. And then the third accident, I'm over by the Walgreens, over by the beach, and I'm having a good time, a few beers with my buddies and all that, and they're like, hey, Moose, go get the next round. So I'm like, okay, because I was the first one to have a car out of all my friends. And I'm the first one to break, lose a car out of all my friends. But yeah, so I reverse into a Mercedes-Benz. And you know me. So Beamer, a Benz. Yeah. <laughs> a oh, you ain't ready for the fourth. <laughs> you ain't ready for the fourth car that took out the Durango finally. But yeah, so I, I, you know me, I give the good look around, you know, and I go. <laughs> and then I'm a real criminal. So I go back to the crime scene a week later, you know, same thing, you know, having a good time with my buddies and shit like that. And then I go back to my car and there's a police cruiser and a police chopper blocking me in. So I tell my, one of my buddies, I'm like, I need a cigarette. I can't have my breath smell like alcohol. I'm going to give me a DUI, you know? And so I'm like, hey, guys, go around the block. I'm going to go hop this bush, and I'll meet you guys around the block. So I'm about to start the car into ignition. Guns drawn come out. Please come out of Walgreens. They're like, freeze. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, am I going to jail today? And then they're like, no, you're just getting tickets. I'm like, sweet. <laughs> and they're like, what'd you say? I'm like, nothing, nothing. They're like, you're a dumbass, aren't you? <laughs> and then uh, they open up my car and they smell the weed. They're like, oh, you're an even bigger dumbass. And then I had to call them. And then one thing, since I ride a bicycle, I never have a driver's license. I don't have a driver's license. You, so the whole time you were driving, you didn't have a driver's well, license? Well, I had a driver's license, but I'd lose it, you know? So Now, 
Oh, so like a physical one. Like, like a physical one in my wallet. Like right now in my wallet, I do not have form of ID. I'm but, a John Doe. But you typically own a license. <laughs> yes, I own a license, but I don't like carrying around. I'm no, John okay. Doe. No, that's fair. Now, okay, I had no idea of any of these things. So I thought that you were basically the millionaire uh, riding a bicycle for practical reasons. Now you're doing it because uh, you have to. Well, not, not even because I have to. I love it. Like okay. I, lo- I love the exercise. You know. I still want to hear about this fourth car. Yeah, we got. We got to get into the music. <laughs> okay, so the no, fourth car, we hit a Charger, we hit a BMW, we hit a Benz. You ready for this one? Yeah. The fourth one was a taxi cab. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> so we're we're both going for the yellow light. You know, yellow cab, yellow light. You know. <laughs> and then I go from three wheels to four wheels, and that was the end of the Durango. And my my uh, advice to anybody, especially these South Florida drivers. Just slow down. You'll get there eventually. Oh yeah. Uh, that 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 is is gonna fall on deaf ears. <laughs> they don't know how to slow down. That was my problem. I was always in a rush to get somewhere. I will a get a rush to go nowhere. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's true. That's true. A rush to go nowhere. <laughs> because think about it. As soon as you get yourself in, into an accident or a ticket or anything else at that level, you've already slowed down that entire process. If Yo, you had just slower been than, than yeah. you would have ever imagined. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just don't ride any bicycles. All right, I okay. ride. A, I ride someone that's ready for the Tour de France. All right. Like any, <laughs> I've never, seen your bikes. Yes, the way the way I got it, the way I got into that was in high school. Somebody gave me a ten speed, and I'm like, damn, I can go 25, 30 miles an hour now on this thing, you know. And then I, it was my baby. That was a Ferrari, you know. You want to know what happened to the Ferrari? I locked it up to a pole one day, and somebody nearly went he man and ripped out the stop sign out of the ground and stole my bicycle. Holy crap! They wanted that. Bike. <laughs> they wanted that wow. thing. <laughs> And you know what's so the they didn't even they didn't even cut the the, the chain. They they went ripped he, the pole out the of stop the stop sign. Ground. That's wrong. That's crazy. That is nuts. It's even worse that my buddies recorded my reaction of me crying cuz that was my baby. I had emotional attachment to that thing. Uh, and uh you have you have been hit on your bike. How many times? Okay, so hit like yeah, okay. like I've gotten oh, into like dude, I've showed Bandages up and and uh, hospital. Like got Right before the ship. Like, I, I showed up gushing, saying, I'm ready to work. <laughs> so the, animal. So the, fir- the first time, so as you're riding a 10-speed, the tires get bald. So every two months, you have to change some tires. Because, you know, like, with a motorcycle, with a speed bike, you lean into it mm-hmm. as you're trying to hit them corners. And I was trying to be one of them Tour de France guys where I'm like, my foot's almost to the ground leaning, and the bike went sideways on me. And I went for a slide, and, you know, I ain't dressed for the slide. <laughs> So then I show up, I show up to a brunch, gushing blood, everything, you know, and I didn't think I was gushing blood and everyone's like, yo, Moose, you gotta go to the hospital. And then one of the waiters drives me and then I, I felt so bad. I got blood all over his car, you know, and then the next, this was also the week that they sold the restaurant. So we had a, a porn meeting and everyone's like, where's Moose? Where's Moose? I show up late, you know, I remember I show up late. I'm all wrapped up looking like... <laughs> With gauze on my head, gauze. Well, at least you had that excuse. Oh yeah, it was legit this time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't make that up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another thing is, I used to not be afraid of cars. You know, like everyone's like, "Yo, be careful, man. You're gonna get hit one of these days." I'm like, "They're nah. bigger than you. They're like a car's like a truck to a car driver." 
<laughs> I know, but I was always racing them. I was always riding beside them in the biker lane, you know. And like, I'm like, I'm never gonna get hit by a car. I've seen people get whacked by cars, you know. Like mm-hmm. I've crossed by the street. There's another bicyclist, and he gets whacked. I'm like, oh shit, that could have been me. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the reason why I got whacked was I was going down 3rd Ave, right down the street from here. Mm-hmm. And I'm hauling ass, you know, because we're in a rush, you know. And then uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, oh, yeah, and I ride with no brakes, too. Mind you. <laughs> Wait. Huh? I ride on, with, on a bike? Yes. bike. I have no brakes on my bike. I, I'm like Fred Flintstone. You put your feet down? Yeah, I'm like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> you are a crazy person. Yes. Yeah, I used to I used to love bikes, right? And one of the things that we we had was a what I used to ride was a fixed uh, a fixed spoke, I think it was called, like the the one, like, yeah, like, like a BMX just, bike. Yeah, it's just the one. It's yeah. no, there's no reverse, there's no freewheeling yeah. or anything okay. like that. And that one I had with no brakes because I could apply back yeah, pressure. You, you, well, that was the brake. Yeah, the that back, was the, the back brake. Yeah, yeah, that was the brake. And then in in an emergency, I'll just put my back foot against the back tire and the uh in the in the uh, frame and yeah. then slow down that way. This guy's riding on a 10 speed with no brakes. So then uh, the car Tour de France style 10 speed. <laughs> We're not talking about your regular style mountain bike or something. Built for speed. Talk, he, yes. We're going 30. He's going 25 30 miles an hour. He's moving people. W- why? Why? <laughs> because I love speed, you know. That's why I don't have a car when I Okay, you love speed, but you also got to love stopping. <laughs> I, oh, I got I got stopped when okay, so I'm trailing behind this Honda Civic. I knew the making model. He's drifting behind the Civic, <laughs> uh, and then all of a sudden these assholes turn in front of me, and I go flying like Superman, you know. And of course I didn't get the plate, or I would have been rich, you know. I would have showed up here in a mink today. But <laughs> but what you call? I was the first thing I was worrying about wasn't the plate. I was worrying about one: do I have a concussion? Two: am I losing a lot of blood right now? <laughs> All right, now let's 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 put these tires back on the road. Yes. What's your ultimate goal? Because uh, I I know you to be a person that that starts businesses, wants to start businesses. You, I, I'm not going to tell your ideas, but what's what's next for you? What's next for me? I got hit. I got hit at one of these big stocks. You know, mm-hmm. like I got I got to get to that million. Once I passed a million dollars, you know what killed my my stock career was. Due to, uh, you know how uh, broker's fees are commission-free now? Yes. So that put a lot of people on, on jobs. A lot of people probably jumping out of windows, you know? But okay. Whatchamacallit. Uh, so, yeah, I wanted to be a broker, you know? Get my Sirius 6, be a broker. But now there's no such thing as a broker. So now I want to be kind of like one of them analysts, you know, on Fox, you know? Like, I want them to be like, oh, we got the wild moose on this week, you know? And okay. Uh, because I got picks. Like, you know, my brain is trained. Like, whenever somebody asks me, what's the pick of the week? I'm ready. I'm like, okay, Apple's this week. Microsoft, you know? Like, I- I'm ready, you know? Like, my brain's programmed like that. Like, you know? Very nice. No. So, but I-, I understand what he's saying about there. a lot of companies are doing the whole, um, but there's still got to be plenty of stockbrokers out there. Can we talk about the metaverse? What do you guys think about them? I see that you got an NFT and all that on the wall. What do you guys think of the metaverse? It's it's gonna be it's first of all it's gonna be interesting but have you ever seen the movie Ready Player One? Yes, it, it's gonna be like that where we have these competitions and they have Easter eggs and they got all this crypto and also boardroom meetings are all gonna be on the metaverse. So when you wake up in the morning for your boardroom meeting, you're gonna put your VR on and you're gonna be in your boardroom meeting. Like that's how they're predicting that the future is gonna go in. So so we're gonna step into the matrix. Which yes, about. we're stepping into the matrix. <laughs> And are you are you still playing in crypto or are you done? 
it's a love-hate relationship, you know? Like, the only company that I'm riding with right now is Crypto.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because Crypto.com, they're, they're picking up so many endorsements. They're naming the Staples Center after them. Yeah, like, they, you know? they, they paid a good chunk of money to put their name on the building. I like it. Like, and I, I truly believe, you know, like, if I invest in this crypto, their coin and also their NFTs and all this and ride with this one company, maybe they might pick me up as an endorser one day, you know? Okay. Just like one, I remember I invested in a lot of virtual real estate. Sounds fucking crazy, right? But yeah, you uh, turned me onto that a while ago. Yeah, a while ago, and I entered the metaverse before anybody. I entered the matrix before anybody, <laughs> you know. And now there's there's this tier one ranking on this virtual real estate. There's 250 million. I am number 430. Okay, wow. I was just gonna ask you if you're still in 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 the real estate, the the virtual real estate. Game. Well, I, I so so. What are you owning? And where's his world and what are you owning? You in? actually, you own, I'll, I'll let him explain. I yeah. own the end of the pier. I own the hard rock guitar. Like you literally. It's actual places. 10 by 10 squares. And you're paying like $50 each square. And one day so you're. So like, like, like in like Minecraft pretty much? Yeah. You, you can own real estate that resembles the real estate on the earth. Okay. So you can buy places in whether it's Montana or, or Fort Lauderdale or parts of, like he said, the hard rock. Or, you know, just things that somebody would want to buy from you or want to own one day. That's how I looked at it, you know, like this stuff may sound crazy to the average Joe, you know, but like we got to accept this, you know, like you guys. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how to get them. I, I like round floor stuff, but I just I'm trying to understand. Like, <laughs> like you got more like second, second to third floor by now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but isn't it crazy? You no, know, like I come from the generation where the Internet was like something you know like where facebook just started coming out you guys seen the dot-com boom firsthand you know like Mm -hmm. but but we got to accept this stuff you know because it's here it's here to stay you know agreed unless an emp comes and wipes out the power and then everyone's running around crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's what scares me too you know everything's virtual man you know yeah virtual real estate virtual virtual reality virtual reality virtual banking you know virtual investment like that's another, that's another thing, you know, that, like, I, I got so far in the stock game was I can make my fortune two clicks to the button, you know? I don't need no broker. Yeah. Um, I can do everything right now. I can make my I can make my money in my pajamas, you that's know? That's true. And you can, and you should. I want you to uh, leave us with one last thing. What's your strangest encounter that you've had with a guest? Okay. So, uh, there's been this guy coming in. I call him Mr. Mushroom. All right. Okay. His name, I don't know. We, we're no, not going to, we're not going to yeah. name drop. No name dropping. We, you know, no, Mr. It, Mushroom is perfect. Okay. So his yeah. name is Mr. Mushroom, you know, and this guy was, you know, you know how I'm watching the doc like a hawk. Yes. So this guy was cruising on back and forth, cruising on back and forth, you know, and I didn't want him to go, you know, I'm like, he's coming on in, you know? So I wave him in, you know, I start a little conversation with him. I'm like, Hey, I got a smoking hot bartender in there and she would love for you to sit at her bar. And he was sold after that, you know? And then this guy started going on where uh, he's the main shareholder of a mushroom company. Because okay. in Oakland, California, and on LA, they legalized hallucinogenics. So there's a bunch of people tripping now. And <laughs> <laughs> so he's the main shareholder. And every single time I see him, he gives me $200. Nice. Like he, and. You want to have, I told you the other night when you remember when yes, I pointed I him out, I'm like, you want that guy in your section. I remember. Because this guy tips 100%, sometimes 150% of your bill. And you know, at our place, it's very easy to run a couple hundred dollars up, you know? Yeah, for sure. So he's like, he hit, he, he struck twice this week. He blessed two waiters this week. That's awesome. 
That's fantastic. That's how you know you're on a baller. <laughs> <laughs> and he also dined a hooker. <laughs> I know. Hey, man. That's Listen, baller status. Moose, Moose of Wall Street, I want to thank you so much. Thank you for Moose. your energy. Love and, it. And, yes, love it. <laughs> and, and, and we're going to have to, uh, I know you don't drink anymore. Yes. I'll uh, drink water. Yeah, I'll buy you a water. <laughs> I'll buy you a water one of these days. Thank I'm a you. ginger beer. Yeah. Drink ginger beer? No, no, no. There's, <laughs> He's a, like, there's no alcohol in it. Oh, uh, no, nah, I'll just drink water. I'm all, I'm all water. Like, no, no, no. I don't want to take the chance. You know, that little slight bug. That's when the animal comes out. You get that little slight bug on, the animal's rage. Yeah, man, thank you so much for joining us. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. Listen, if you enjoy our show, the best way that you can uh, you can support us right now. And uh, actually, there's going to be two ways pretty soon. I know we've been teasing the, uh, the Patreon soon, but uh, Danny and I have a meeting after this. We're going to finally set that up. You know, we've been busy, but uh, we're going to make sure we do that. And it's going to be a way that we can, uh, connect, we can, can connect with with individuals that really want to get us get to know us even better. The best way that you can support us right now is to tell a friend. There's a share button. Click it. Send it to that friend. Tell him you listen to the Modern Way to Podcast, and it was pretty cool. Now, we are part of the One Star Podcast One Star. Network, your one-stop shop for all your restaurant-centric podcasts. Put together by the ladies from the Cyber Podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Included in that group is the Copper and Heat, Macaroni Zone, In Your Mouth Podcast. Yes, and Confessions of a Server with with our man Quaylen Harris. We're gonna reach out to him, and you know, time just goes by. You know, <laughs> hit him up then. I'll hit him up. I'll hit him up. Hit him up. Hit him up. Thank you again. I'm Marlon Joseph, the Modern Waiter. I'm Danny Villains. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Yo, people. Blake. Thanks much, man. Thank no, you, that's Moose. 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 There it is. Later. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Thank you so much.